0: Hey guys, Matt from the XS Press Podcast here. Just want to give a quick disclaimer for this episode. Uh, I just wanted to share that since I work for Verizon, which also has a big partnership with Disney+, Plus, um, I just want to say that uh, all views and opinions of um whatever i say in this episode are of my own and do not reflect uh, verizon as a company so yeah just want to say that for some just like legalities that's all it is uh but yeah so all views and opinions of disney plus and everything on it are my own so all right guys thanks enjoy the episode hello everyone and welcome to another episode of access press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast this is episode 129 and we are here for another episode of disney plus talk and i'm joined with cj from the weeklymouse.com. cj how you doing
1: hey matt i'm doing well how are you
0: i'm doing well doing well getting excited for the holidays coming up the super busy how about how about you are you you all ready?
1: uh no but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> it'll still be fun
0: <laughs> oh good <laughs> are you going anywhere staying local what are you doing
1: you know both sides of the family are local so we just get to stay at home so it's all good
0: oh perfect sounds good
1: yeah what about you guys
0: uh just doing a little bit of traveling christmas eve and then we're gonna be around here uh christmas day so nice yeah nothing too crazy um nice. Yeah, so this has been a pretty nuts crazy week for the Star Wars universe we got rise of Skywalker that just came out um, did I we I know we talked last time but you probably weren't gonna see it correct
1: no I don't have plans to see it
0: okay yeah so I I saw it twice so that's all right I saw it once for me and once for you mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah so it was uh, it was fun but disappointing so um, yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. But yeah, so um, but otherwise like I'm I'm all like Star Wars out now because I was watching so many of the movies last week just trying to catch up. I watched the Sky Rise of Skywalker twice. Um, but it's alright. But I actually really enjoyed this past week's of Mandalorian. Um, I
1: did too. I thought it was really good. Like I it was my favorite episode so far.
0: Yeah, no, this was uh, on the top of the list for like a lot of people. It wasn't mm-hmm. I actually I it's funny i preferred i still liked episode six and episode three better sorry episode was it no episode two but um so my those are my two favorite episodes but Mm -hmm. people are saying they love episode three and seven the most which i can Mm -hmm. still see yeah um uh, but yeah so before we kind of get into the mandalorian uh as always i want to see if there's anything that you've been watching on um disney plus
1: actually since i was sick i haven't really been watching anything on disney plus i've been watching a lot of like junk tv because i was sleeping and i wanted to fall asleep to programming that i didn't care about so <laughs> uh but nothing on disney plus so unfortunately
0: all right sounds good sounds good yeah mm-hmm. i um, I, I was watching some of the star wars films last week uh and then the other day i was watching nightmare before christmas uh oh. as i was yeah i, was, I
1: didn't I didn't know that was on there. Okay, yeah,
0: cool. yeah, yeah, it's on there. Yeah, um, I was watching it because I was wrapping some Christmas presents. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny because I put the um, that Frozen Yule log that you mentioned like, last. <laughs> yeah. Night. So I put it on, but it's actually I thought it was I thought it was gonna be a Yule log where you get the fire and it played music. But I know. It, it doesn't play music.
1: It would be so nice if it had, like, little jingle bells going on or something, yeah. but it's just silent. I was like, come on, Disney. Like, you have this huge library of music to choose from. You could have put something on yeah.
0: there. Yeah, because I was like, you know, I'll put this on, listen to some tunes as I, like, rap presents and stuff. And then, like, it just didn't – nothing came up. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to listen to this fire crackle for a half hour <laughs> yeah, or whatever it was. And then – so I decided that's when I put on um Night Before Christmas, so – with. Yeah, so that's pretty much the only thing I've been watching. Um, the The new movie just premiered called uh, Togo. Um, it stars Willem Dafoe. It's like a story of, uh, it takes place in the 20, but it's about these like dog sled teams that have to like transport like some serum mm. across like 700 miles of like Alaskan wilderness and stuff.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah, so I'm I've, I'm afraid to watch it only because it involves dogs, and I just I'm always scared of what happens with dogs in films because it makes me so sad if something mm-hmm. happens. I don't know if you ever watched the Disney movie Eight Below. Have you ever seen that one?
1: I haven't.
0: Okay, so that's also I'm pretty sure that's on Disney Plus. I'll have to double check now. Uh, but Eight Below starred Paul Walker, and it was about. Um, I think they were on like a research team. Um, okay, perfect. It is on Disney Plus, but it's about a a research team that's on like in Antarctica, whatever. Or it, 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 they are on Antarctica, uh, but unfortunately, like some like freak wind w- like storm came in. They had to evacuate, but uh, they left all these like sled dogs oh, there. No. Oh so no! So it was it was all about like the sled dogs trying to survive in the in, in Antarctica that's so sad and then for like the, the humans and that are in the movie like Paul Walker is his character it's it was all about um them trying to get back to the dogs oh no um, it's actually it's a fantastic movie but ooh, it is a tear is this, jerker is it this is a, a true jerker.
1: story please
0: tell me it's not a true story um I'm looking at the description now it doesn't say true story Okay, good so I, that yeah, sounds
1: really like tragic.
0: yeah, I don't think this is real um, okay. but um, yeah, okay. so uh, but yeah, it's it's a really good movie, but if if you want like a good cry, you, you can watch eight below. so um,
1: <laughs> I feel like Togo might be togo's based on a true story though, right? The uh, dog one
0: It's say it doesn't say true story either, so I don't know. okay. Uh, i'm gonna gonna check on disney's website here real quick oh it is the it is togo is the untold true story set in the winter of 1925 of champion dog sled trainer leonhard sapala and his sled and his lead sled dog togo that Um, sounds cool so that is oh look at that is in directly in the logo too. togo the untold true story (laughs) there you go that's
1: cool have you ever been to alaska by chance
0: no i i I really want to okay when i
1: was a kid we took a road trip all the way from southern california to alaska and which is a very long time in the car by the way um but one of the things that we did was we met some of the sled dogs that train to to do the iditarod like sled dog race oh it's so cool because they want to get them used to like being around humans and stuff, and they're so cute, like around little husky puppies, so uh. cute. Um, so I'm hopeful that this is not a sad movie, but <laughs> um, the sled dogs are like really strong, and they're really um, like the way they train them to like listen to commands and stuff, like makes me think nothing bad happens nothing tragic happens to these dogs in the movie but but you never know
0: yeah you never know but yeah i'm, I'm gonna try to watch it um within the next week or so because i do i do want to check that one out because this is a disney original uh or disney plus original so nice um, but yeah so otherwise yeah i haven't really been to, uh, watching much i've been watching a lot of other tv um that's not disney plus so uh, but that's that. So yeah, any anything else for you? Or that's that's it for this one.
1: I mean, I watched a lot of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, you know,
0: oh, very, always fun, very
1: exciting, very exciting. We solved a lot of problems. We did the hot dog dance a gazillion times. So <laughs> Very fun.
0: <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get on to our review of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, So this was a great episode. This was episode seven, uh, The Reckoning. So this actually debuted last... um, Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Yeah. uh, Right before the opening of Rise of Skywalker. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the episode, there was a sneak peek for the Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you happen to watch that or no?
1: I decided not to.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people were saying... um, that there was some sort of connection between this episode and the rise of Skywalker. Hmm. Uh, have you heard of that or no?
1: I didn't at all. No, I didn't hear anything.
0: Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to neither conform, confirm nor deny uh, that there's a connection, but if, okay, yeah, so I, I won't say anything.
1: Well, now you're making me want to watch Rise of Skywalker to see if there is one.
0: Maybe. I don't know. You're like
1: dangling the carrot here. You're like, should I go watch it? Uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um... it it, it could. Maybe. I don't want to say anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this episode was uh, was yeah, really good. This was directed by Deborah Chow again. She directed episode three, which is also a big fan favorite. That was the one where like the Mandalorians are flying around. Uh, and if you remember, Deborah Chow is also the one that is directing the Obi-Wan series that is coming out on Disney Plus uh, sometime in the near future. She's directing all the episodes as far as we know. Um, but yeah, so what were your overall thoughts of this episode?
1: I really liked it. I, you know, this is everything that I want to have in like an action TV show. It had enough dialogue, enough story, enough suspense, enough good character things going on to keep me interested the entire episode. It, it had a little bit of everything, I thought.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I like the interactions between the characters. There was actually a lot of suspense towards the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was definitely like on the edge of my seat, wondering what the heck was going to happen. Yeah. Um. There are some yeah some tense moments, funny moments, charming moments with Baby Yoda, of course. And mm-hmm. um. Yeah, overall great episodes, Some well directed scenes. Uh, a lot of surprises that happen. Um. And it was good to see the. The, the main plot of the story finally like progressing a bit. Yes, uh, the, I yeah. think
1: that's that's part of why this episode was so satisfying too.
0: Yeah, there was um, there was definitely a lot going on, and it was kind of cool to see uh, the Mandalorian get his band back together again. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, really really enjoyed this one. Um, so yeah, let's kind of run through the different events that happened throughout the episode. Uh, so the it starts with Mando getting a message from his old boss, grief, um, griff, grief. I can't even remember what his name is anymore. Grief, <laughs> um, and he considers the the cl- uh, grief considers that the client is now an enemy due mm-hmm. to the amount of like forces that they have on Navarro. He's kind of um, kind of taking over ever since Mando left, uh, mm-hmm. and he wants Mando to to kill the client. Uh, and then use the the child as bait, and of course the child is Baby Yoda. Um. So yeah, Mando. I he saw like no hesitation. He's like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna do this."
1: <laughs> yeah i I thought that was interesting at first because I I don't know. I was surprised Mando like took the bait so quickly. He's like, "Yeah, let's go!" Like there wasn't any hesitation at all. Um. But I think maybe he was realizing like, okay, this this has to end at some point they're gonna keep coming after me like this is my out essentially and maybe that was his motivation
0: yeah maybe i mean maybe he knew it was some sort of um he probably knew it was like a trap but he was like you know what this if this is the best bet for me to try to stop them from chasing after us let's let's go for it so yeah yeah um yeah, so that was that, and then that's when he just we see him go back to the planet that we saw on episode four where he met Cara Dune, mm-hmm. uh, of course played by um, Gina Carano, mm-hmm. uh, and we see her like fighting uh, another guy. They're te- they're tethered yeah, together, yeah,
1: like in this weird bar fight. <laughs> yeah, people. It seems like they were like betting on the the fight or whatever, and she won pretty handily
0: yeah I mean it seems just like it's a normal thing that happens but it's funny mm-hmm. because like the last time we were in that bar it seemed more of like a cafe maybe it was I, I'm pretty sure that was the same spot right
1: yeah it was I recognized like the roof thing um, yeah and it was like so rowdy in there and I was like okay that's kind of weird and then he let baby Yoda just like walk around again
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious though just seeing him like trot around yeah like yeah. okay
1: I'm at this uh, this boxing ring here just wandering around yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um and he kind of he kind of had to smooth talk Cara Dune to get her to to come with him a little bit but as soon as mando was like he's imperial she was like I'm in let's go
0: yeah she she did not hesitate when they she mm-hmm. found out it was all about the imperials yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah fun fun fact about um the species that she was fighting um hopefully i don't per uh, mispronounced the name, but it's a, a, a Dothmirian Zabrak, uh, which is the same species that Darth Maul is from Phantom Menace Episode 1. Mm. Um, yeah, so same exact species, just no, like, face paint, and he's not a Sith. Just regular regular Zabrak, so... All
1: right, cool.
0: Yeah, so there's that. So, yeah, he pretty, uh, he pretty much... Yeah, I don't even know if Smooth talked her, because she was like, no, I'm not interested yeah then he said apparently she's like okay i'm in so yeah <laughs> um yeah so i found this next part i want to get your opinion to see how you read this scene so uh they're they're on the ship they're talking aboard and then they they're they're in the the cabin and then they they go down below mm-hmm. and they um they're talking about like the plan of like what's what's going on and what's happening. And then you see baby Yoda, like pop his head down and kind of overhear them talking. Um, So, and then like a few seconds later, he started like messing around with the ship. So like, how did, how did you read that scene?
1: I don't know why he did that. Like, I really don't, I don't know why he did that because the ship, you know, went a little bit haywire and I wrote down on my little notes here. I wrote, thanks to Yoda But why? I don't see his motivation for that unless he's not trusting that this is like, maybe he's listening to the plan and thinking like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. I'm going to be separated from Mando. I don't want that to happen. Let me crash the ship or, you know, make something happen. Um, That's my only theory. I don't have anything else on that. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly how, like, how I was reading it as well. It's just, like, he poked his head down, he overheard them talking about what's going on, and he was like, oh, man, I don't I don't want this to happen. They might get hurt or something, and I want them to not do this. So he started just kind of messing around with the ship. Like, mm-hmm. this, this guy is definitely s- smarter, like, Baby Yoda's smarter than he appears, which we know that yeah. by, by now, but... He's. I think he's fully aware. It was like what's happening in his surroundings. Yeah,
1: I didn't think he could understand language. Like I just thought he could read body language and uh, like facial expressions. I didn't know he knew language, but maybe he does.
0: I mean, from this scene, I feel like he does. Um,
1: yeah, he must.
0: Yeah, because he was like, no, like this isn't going to happen on my watch. I need to stop this. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so after that, they were like, oh, we need – now we need someone to watch him. That's when they went back to the planets at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. um, to go and recruit uh, Quill, which is the Ugnot.
1: Yeah, I was so glad to see him back. I knew he was coming back, and you were so sure that he was done, and I was like, ha, I was right. I know.
0: <laughs> I, I thought he was done. I, but, well, because, like, that's what, like, kind of um, – I guess disappoints me like a little bit because he was like, no, like I'm, I'm good here on my planet. I never want to go back. And then he just easily like what he easily followed Mando, like just help take care of him. Um, so that's like, he, he just, he said he wanted to protect the child from like Imperial slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I, don't I think know. that
1: they've all got their motivations though. It's all about protection from the Imperial forces, right? That's why Cara Dune wants to go. That's why the Agna wants to go, right? They're all about anti-Imperial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Cause we found out a bit later that he was an indentured servant mm-hmm. for the empire back in the day. And he kind of bought his way out. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And he gets pretty angry about, about that.
0: He does. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get there, we also had another returning character, uh, the
1: droid.
0: Yeah, we had IG-11 come back. Mm-hmm. Um there was like a big like flashback um about how Quill had uh brought him back to life. He he kind he made him work again and he had to like teach him everything that he knew. Um I guess cuz of the wiring, but Mando is like very distrustful of the droid. Um, Mm -hmm. but Quill says that like, he's not a hunter anymore, but it will protect if needed. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's IG 11. He's back in action too.
1: Yeah. And I think that, uh, those scenes where they show him like working on fixing the droid and like helping him learn and stuff. I think that's important for, for us to see that because it shows that we can trust him with baby Yoda to like protect him
0: yeah definitely yep
1: Mm -hmm. for sure there was there was something that uh the Ugnot said about baby yoda i don't know if you picked up on this and i don't know if i heard him properly he was like looking at baby yoda and he was like he said something like what is this a strand cast yeah did he Mm -hmm. what's a strand cast what what is that
0: um from what i understood in the show he was mentioning that like I, I think it was Mando that said it, um, and the, I think it, Mando said it was a strain cast. And then the Ugnot ha, Quill had said that he was genetically he he's not because he doesn't look like he's genetically right. engineered. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I don't know too much of what a strain cast is. Um, uh, I'm looking up. It's a bioengineered living entity. Um, but th- it's funny because the only time this was ever mentioned was in the show Mandalorian, according to StarWars.Fandom.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I uh, that's the the one guess that we've ever had of like what he is.
1: Yeah, because I picked up on that, and then they were talking about like the gene thing, like the genetic stuff, and then I was remembering back to earlier when we saw uh, Baby Yoda kind of not getting operated on, but you know how like that doctor guy was like doing stuff to him. And I was thinking like, Hmm, maybe that's some more clues as to what they were trying to do with him.
0: Uh, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I'm not sure, Hmm. but yeah. So I don't think he's genetically engineered at all, but I guess we'll, we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, the Sequel so decides that he's he's going to join in on the fun, uh, but he wants mm-hmm. to bring bring his blurgs as well. Yes, and
1: the droid. Yeah,
0: yeah, the blurgs and the droid. Um, so this is we get a, another interesting scene here mm-hmm. where Mando and Ka- uh, Kara are arm wrestling, and then mm-hmm. Baby Yoda is observing and is is not uh, he's doesn't like what's going on, and he decides to force choke out cardoon. Um,
1: yeah, and that that kind of contradicts like the intelligence that we got earlier from Baby Yoda because like if he does understand language, wouldn't he already know that Cardoon's a friend and doesn't need to do this? Like I I don't know. It seems weird like I I, know, mean, I
0: didn't think about that, but you're kind of right because he he sees them like hanging around hang, like and having and chit-chatting and stuff and like they're just having like a like a little laugh about this and yeah so i guess yeah that that doesn't make any sense like why he would pick up on one thing and not the other right
1: plus they had this whole history with her like three episodes ago on the other planet so like why is yoda all freaked out by her all of a sudden i don't know
0: yeah that is that is a good point i didn't think about about it that way
1: yeah it really bothered me but I, I just felt like that scene was kind of forced into it. To show, no pun intended, <laughs> was kind of like forced in there in there to show that Yoda still has powers or something. Like I, it just seems a little forced to me.
0: Yeah, no, I um, I don't know if I think it was forced, but I think I think it's good to have that in there to show that he is powerful like that, and I guess also to make Quill like a more of like a believer in the mm-hmm. in baby Yoda cuz he's like now that makes sense of what you told me about the mudhorn or Oh, that's right. With yeah the creatures, so mm-hmm.
1: um, Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. And then that's when uh, he, he Quill and cars start going at it with each other mm-hmm. um and he that's when we find out that he, Quill used to be an indentured servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with the, the... Was this the scene where we learned about the tattoos as well on her? Maybe, uh, maybe not until later, I think we learned yeah, about I the tattoos. Yeah, I think that was
1: later. But the the thing that kind of creeped me out about this scene is when Kara and the Ugnaught were kind of arguing about that. Um, the droid walks up and is like staring menacingly at oh, Kara. Yeah. <laughs> and like earlier, the Ugnaught was like the droid is only here for protection like he'll only attack for protection and in my head i was like but who is he protecting like is he just protecting the Ugnot? and if the Ugnot feels threatened will the droid attack and i was like is the droid gonna attack kara because maybe the droid is sensing some sort of threat um and kara looked a little freaked out by the droid too um and then mando kind of broke the ice a little bit and was like hey can you go make baby yoda's bed a little more comfortable (laughs) And like shut that whole thing down. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: it was an interesting
0: scene. Yeah. So I, I didn't notice the the first time I watched, but when he's making the new character or carrier for Baby Yoda, uh, Baby Yoda's just like watching him in the background. I didn't notice that the first time. Um, hmm. Yeah, he's just hanging out there. I thought it was cute. That's all. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's because I didn't watch it when I watched the first time. I didn't see it, and I watched it the second time. And then right at the end, as the scene switched to something else, I'm like, wait, was Baby Yoda there? Then I, re- I actually reround it. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's cute. That's what <laughs> I wanted to say. I thought it was cute. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Mando talks about how he doesn't want IG-11 to leave the ship. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't think that he's actually fixed and still has some screws loose. Um, and then this is where they meet Griff, uh, Grief and some bounty hunters in, like, the middle of nowhere on Navarro. Mm-hmm. Uh, these bounty
1: hunters, like, cracked me up. They looked, they didn't look legit. Like, that one guy with the circular thing on his head, I was like, did he just grab a bowl from the kitchen and put it on his head?
0: Like, yeah, these guys <laughs> just looked very dopey. Like, <laughs> yeah. these, these really are dope. your best bounty hunters? Like, these guys? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Very,
0: yeah, very dopey looking. Um,
1: uh-huh. And that's where they talk about the tattoo. This. Oh, this- Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, the town is run by like." Uh, Griff was trying to convince convince them that Car needed to stay back on the ship, and she was like, "No way! I'm not staying back here." I'm blah, blah, blah. And he's like, "All right, well then you need to cover your tattoo."
0: Yeah, because I think that was that was because of a dropper, right? Because of the, she was used to be like a shock trooper, so um, they, I guess that's the the mark. And if they see her with that, uh, they're gonna toast, toast, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's when we get like a little bit of an intense scene where Griff, uh, grief grief uh, keeps uh, he takes a look at Baby Yoda, picks mm-hmm. him up, and Mando's like ready to fire. Um, but yeah, so nothing, nothing too crazy there. Then they kind of go off, uh, and then it turns to night, uh, and that's when Mando is talking about the plan. Mm-hmm. The plan is pretty much to go in with a meeting with the client, and Mando to go in and pretty much just like shoot him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he was saying how there's only going to be four troopers with the client because that's all he travels with.
1: Yeah. and... <laughs> and then griff's like nothing can go wrong (laughs) and then these creatures start flying over immediately i'm not sure like what those creatures were
0: yeah i don't i don't know either um i've never seen creatures like that the closest thing i've ever seen they're these creatures called minox and that they were in uh empire strikes back but i don't think those were minox so Mm. i don't don't know if they are
1: it took out one of the blurgs right
0: uh it took out two so it took okay uh, it, it flew away with one of the blurgs right the second one it they they shot down uh and mm-hmm. then it seemed like it died on impact i guess because the bird like landed on it i don't know it seems like okay. the other one should have should have seemed like that one should have survived but I don't know. and
1: then griff got like poisoned by it
0: yeah yeah he got he definitely got poisoned and um, he had
1: like the cheesiest line he's like i guess this is it this is how it ends <laughs> like okay yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
0: Um, well he he made me crack up though when he was like when baby yoda starts going close to him he's like he's gonna eat me it's like dude what <laughs> I
1: know. yes this thing that's like a tenth the size of you yeah, is going I mean, to consume you yes
0: it, it could be my only thing is it could be the poison that was like making him delirious or something
1: Oh, yeah, that's um, true.
0: Maybe that's why he was saying the cheesy lines. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's when we find out that, because um, this is something that we've never seen before in the Star Wars universe, at least that I can remember, um, where Baby Yoda heals him. Um,
1: didn't Baby Yoda heal Mando in, like, episode he, two?
0: He didn't heal him, but he was, he was trying to do something. So it was our... Okay, okay. It was a hint at it, um, where we thought he was going to heal him, but yeah, it was just it was just hinted at. Okay. This time we we see him actually do it, um, and I've I've at least never seen the force being used this way, which was really interesting, and I I thought that was that was really neat. Mhm.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. So, um, that was yeah that was kind of like the end of the scene, and then the, it goes on the next day. Uh, grief ends up killing the bounty hunters. Yeah, um, that was surprising. Yeah, same. I was like, alright, well let's see what happens here and he was he kind of tells them that the plan was to kill them and that they were going to turn in the baby but after what he saw with the, the healing um, that he, they just, he couldn't do it. So.
1: Yeah, that was a, a quick change of heart.
0: Well, I mean, I guess uh, it's when you see a miracle happen like that you know your mind changes and stuff yeah I guess
1: so (laughs) um yeah and then they kind of go back and forth about well what are we going to do here like he's like well you could kill me and that's not against the guild code like you could do it but um so then Mando realizes like it makes sense to just go out and try and kill the client like it would benefit everybody if they did that
0: yeah yeah so yeah they went ahead with that plan um Mm -hmm. Cardoon had to cover up the stripes uh, mm-hmm. and then Quill was ordered to take the baby back to the ship and initiate, I think it was like a defense protocol on the ship or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they, they they traded like or they gave each other like a comm link to, to communicate um, and then, they, yeah, that's where they kind of stroll back into town. So Mando is in cuffs while Cardoon is like kind of the one that captured him. The, the carrier is brought with them to pretend that the the child is there um and then yeah there's just lots of stormtroopers there's two scouts with speeder bikes at the front um and that's when we see the client again who is played by Werner Herzog and man i love him so much i think he's so good in his role like just, just how he speaks, like yeah, it's like his poetry's really
1: cool, and yeah, his lines are really cool. He's like the perfect balance of creepy and eloquent.
0: Yeah, he's like, how about a libation? A libation, so we can celebrate our. I, I can't remember what he said, but he's just like, he's just so yeah. funny. I love it. I love it so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who did who did the writing for this, but they did a good job.
0: Yeah. Do you remember what he was talking about? Um, He was I think he was talking about how uh, the Empire makes everything like it brings peace everywhere they go. And I think he said... I wonder why Mandalore resisted Imperial rule. I mean, I think that goes back to like kind of the genocide of Mandalore, or like yeah. The and of then one, he was right? like,
1: yeah. And then he was like, well, look outside. Is the world peaceful? I was like, well, no, it's obviously not. And then to me, it felt like he was trying to place the blame on Mando for
0: that. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So otherwise, yeah, I love Werner Herzog, but unfortunately, we won't be getting any more of his character (laughs) uh which is quite unfortunate because he takes a call uh, Mm -hmm. from someone named moth gideon
1: yeah i feel like this whole scene was um it didn't seem i mean obviously it's star wars so it's not realistic but this seemed even more unrealistic like i don't think it would go down this way he's like i want to see the baby they're like oh the baby's asleep shh it's like, he's like, well, we'll be quiet. I'm like, the whole place is already quiet. Like, you don't need to say that. Like, it's just, it didn't make sense. He's like, oh, I got to take a call. Like, would, would you really just go take a call if you, if this is, like, if you've been waiting to see this baby, would you, like, really leave to go take the call? Like, it's not, I, it, it bothered me the way that it went down. Um, But yeah, he took this call and then he was shot dead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah, I didn't didn't mind it so much. Um, But yeah, we we are introduced to the character Moff Gideon, who is played by, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Juan Carlo Esposito, who is in uh, Breaking Bad. He played one of the enemies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know know if you know this, but Moff uh, isn't actually his first name. Oh. Yeah, Moff is actually a rank uh, in the Empire. So... Like in hmm. in the first Star Wars there was Grand Moth Grand Moff uh, Grand moth Tarkin um, and he was it's kind of like a governor so what a moth is he's an imperial governor uh, that's in charge of a sector of space under the Empire's control so pretty much he's hmm. like he's he's a big wig like he's a very yeah. important dude yeah um, so he is a, a, a high leader within the uh, the Empire right Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's uh I don't know how, but he he he, he knew that the baby wasn't there. Yeah, um, I'm not
1: sure how he knew that.
0: I don't know either, and then he just decided, yeah, to kind of just kill everyone. So I'm I'm a little unclear of why he shot up the the bar. Um I just, that, that, that's, maybe we'll find out next week. Um, but yeah, it was a little unclear of like why that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they blasted through the windows and it's, it's revealed that death troopers. Um,
1: oh, that's what those guys are called. I was wondering, like, I saw the storm in the black outfits and I was like, what are those guys called? Cause I've seen them before, but I couldn't remember.
0: Yeah. They're, they're Imperial death troopers and pretty much they're like, elite soldiers of the the empire
1: um
0: mm. they I, at least i remember first seeing them in uh rogue one um i don't know if you ever saw rogue one at all the movie um
1: i think i did actually
0: okay yeah so they're they're pretty they're pretty awesome um but yeah they're like a firing squad just like shooting on through which mm. was a really cool scene um And then there's more transports that get brought Mm -hmm. in. And then from here on out is like a super intense, like ending to the show. Oh yeah. Um, You get like some really great editing going back and forth. Uh, Mando said that there was, um, uh, that they're pinned down. He's trying to get Quill on the phone saying, please take him back. Like get out of here on the ship to Mm -hmm. get the, get the child out of here. And, I don't know how, but the the scout troopers—they're
1: um, like spying on the communications line, yeah. Somehow, and they're yeah. like,
0: okay, we're we know exactly where we're going. <laughs>
1: yep, we're out of here. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um yeah, the cutting back, the the it goes gets pretty intense uh, as like a a big tie fighter lands, mm-hmm. and then like the wings fold together. I've never seen that before either. Mm. Um, and then, after that moth Gideon appears um, and he says that in a few moments it the child will be his, so I don't know if that means he knows that the scout leaders are going after it or if he still thinks that the child is in the bar, um,
1: or if he's bluffing one way or the other,
0: yeah, so i don't I don't know exactly what that means, um yeah,
1: he was. He was a shady guy. My favorite line, though, when he, like, walked out, <laughs> Cara Dune was like, who's this guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, I think we're all thinking that, Cara Dune. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now it's like, yeah, yeah who, Now who's this guy? Yeah, Yeah. who is that?
1: Um, yeah, that was a really intense scene. And then ugh, the very end, it was so sad. I was really upset when um, we saw the Ugnaught just lying there. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah that it was...
0: was- it was like a one a one shot a long take of Baby Yoda on the ground the scout the scout trooper picking it up mm-hmm. and then yeah you see Quill just lying there that was really sad um, yeah I was like oh geez
1: I know not uh, not know. expecting
0: that um, I know because but... it seemed
1: like he was there he was along for the ride like to protect Yoda but also to kind of re- get his revenge for the things that he went through and I'm like no he's gone he's not gonna get his revenge
0: yeah see that's see this is I. this is the kind of storytelling I want though it's like mm-hmm. I love seeing like this where like, like this is a big problem in the Star Wars universe where everything's all hunky-dory and no one like dies or anything like in the Star Wars um, movies mm-hmm. whereas like this it's like oh like this is a character you care about he's only in a few short moments of the show but like when he when I saw him, I'm like, that is that's rough. That is yeah. Uh, that I'm I'm upset about that and like, that's what good storytelling is right there. Um, Absolutely,
1: and it's a sign of good writing, good acting, yeah. good directing. It's a sign of all that. So to me, even though some of these episodes were kind of slow and we were like, where is this thing going? <laughs> like, yeah. it's a sign. It's a sign that we're definitely getting there. That it's it's coming full circle.
0: Yeah. No. And I'm I'm so excited for the final episode on Friday. Um, it's definitely the first thing I'm doing when I wake up in the morning. Um, I
1: know, and it's only Monday. We yeah. have to wait like five more days.
0: I know, but with with like Christmas coming up, like that's gonna go by so fast. It's, oh,
1: I know. That's <laughs> true. It's true.
0: Yeah. So, so a lot of people were thinking that Moff Gideon is the guy that um, picked up Senec. Um, uh, what was it? The
1: Fennec?
0: No, Fennec, what was her name? It was the one it was me a few episodes ago, it was the bounty the gunslinger episode where she, um Toro yeah, I thought, shot. I
1: thought it was Fennec, Fennec. Was that her name?
0: Fennec? I can't remember. Hold on, I got it in my notes here. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, Fennec. Yeah. Yeah, Fennec, yeah. So That's
1: what I thought too. I i actually rewatched that one on Wednesday with some um friends who were who were in who hadn't seen that one yet. And I looked at like the cape and the boots, and I was like, "Hmm, I wonder if that's uh the, this new guy that we just met." And then I rewatched episode seven, and I was like, "Yeah, I bet that's him."
0: Yeah, um, I'm not convinced that it is. I don't like. Why would he be going after her? Like, there's well, there's zero connection right now. What do you What do you think?
1: Do you, I need to go? I need to rewatch that Phoenix Sean episode. Did did she well she had a tracker that was tracking Mando right
0: um well no someone had a tracking fob but no it was the bounty hunter that was killed that had um the fob okay Hmm. yeah I'm wondering
1: if somehow I'm wondering if somehow he got a hold of some sort of tracking fob that's tracking either Yoda or Mando or both and that's why he's saying things like, "In a few moments, the child will be mine."
0: Oh, maybe, maybe, sh- yeah, it's possible.
1: That's... I don't know.
0: It's it's to me, it's a little bit of a stretch. So I don't know.
1: I, I'll admit it is a stretch, yeah. <laughs> but I do I... believe it was him that approached Sean uh, Well,
0: I'll be curious to see how that all came about. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, what 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 are some of your predictions for next week?
1: Well, I don't think that they're going to let baby Yoda die. Like I I really don't think baby Yoda is going to die. I don't know where he's going to end up, but I don't think he's going to die. Um as far as Cardoon and Mando, they're kind of stuck right now. Like they need help really bad. Um
0: Well, I think IG-11's going to come to the rescue.
1: Oh, he's Oh yeah, he's going to sense cuz they uh, the Augnat said He'll only attack for protection. Yeah, and he's gonna yeah, he's gonna S- sense that they need protection.
0: So I my only thing is like I could see him going outside, seeing his master dying, mm-hmm. then flying the ship over to the town,
1: mm-hmm.
0: lighting it up with the ship or just landing and then taking people out because he's gotta get over there fast. It's like yeah, he. There's no other way for him to get there super quickly besides the ship, right? Um, but I've Mando kept saying how I mean they they pretty much set it up for him to like do some work next week. So that's true. If he doesn't, I'll be a little disappointed.
1: <laughs> do you was this the planet where all the Mandalorians came out and were like flying in the air?
0: Yes, but they were told that they were going to have to relocate. They like mentioned that mm-hmm. in Episode Three. Mm-hmm. Mando said real quick, he's like, "You guys have to relocate now." We like, we know, we know we're, we we will. So, I assume that they already they've already relocated. Yeah, so know.
1: that's not an option either. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just going by the, the the information that we have. So.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I wonder what's gonna happen. I. I hope moff gideon doesn't die like i hope he he yeah. becomes like a more menacing character into the next season
1: i was thinking that too like he's kind of setting himself up to be a super villain
0: yeah did you ever do you ever watch breaking bad
1: no i okay. watched the first couple episodes and couldn't get into it
0: okay so the the guy who plays moff gideon juan Carlos Rosita, was a fantastic villain Mm -hmm. and breaking bad and i would love to see him just kind of continue that so i'm hoping that they they just don't give him like a two episode arc um right in in this season kind of like how they've been giving other characters throughout this show right um so and we'll see i wonder how long this next episode is going to be
1: i would guess probably the same length as the first one about an hour
0: yeah, I wonder who's... I'm curious. I gotta, I'll got. have to look it up, but I, I'm really curious who's directing this last episode. Yeah. Um, I know it's not like Favreau or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, cool. So any, any kind of final thoughts on um, The Mandalorian?
1: I am so excited for the next episode. I can't wait. And I'm really excited for the next season, actually. Um, but I'm sure we'll have plenty of predictions for season two after this next episode
0: yeah i mean i feel like we might get it like next october or november or something
1: you mean we have to wait that long are you kidding me
0: (laughs) well i mean they're 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 filming it right now so i know Uh, they
1: just started filming so it's gonna be a
0: while but yeah oh Oh, uh next week it's directed by taika watiti he um he did thor ragnarok he's done a lot of great movies Um, oh cool yeah so oh i'm excited he just uh, he had a movie come out this year called jojo rabbits um yeah he's he's done a lot of good stuff he's a he's a great director so he's he's known for his comedy uh as well um so i'm curious if he's gonna add in some comedy into this so
1: i mean we've seen that a little bit and it's worked so far yeah
0: Hmm, i guess we'll see so i'm excited yeah yeah um cool well, yeah, that's that's all the thoughts I have for this week. Solid episode. Really yeah. excited to see what director Deborah Chow does on the Obi wan series. Um, so super pumped for that. Um, yeah. Any anything else? Or we're good.
1: I think we're good.
0: All right. So uh, CJ, where can everyone find you?
1: I'm on Instagram at the Weekly Mouse and theweeklymouse.com.
0: All right, yep, and make sure uh, you're subscribing to the podcast if you're not already. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. Uh, You can find all of our our podcasts at XSPressPodcast.com. All right, well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and CJ from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We
1: hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage!